So welcome back to the Get Up and Do Something podcast. As many of you know, coronavirus is affecting people worldwide and we're having to follow a new set of rules. So because we're all having to deal with this, Dr. Peterson is back with us to discuss the challenges and possible ways to cope. So let's get right into it. So Dr. Peterson, what are the current government mandates um, that are now in place? Well, there's a number of them, but the predominant ones that uh, that various governors have instituted are, you know, shelter-in-place orders, um, uh, issues related to prevention measures such as wearing masks or social distancing, and in uh, restricted travel, uh, and uh, you know, encouragement if not um, outright requirements to work remotely, and then also even just a, a you know only keeping essential services open for the time being. Mm-hmm. Uh, so it's, it, for the most part, people are, uh, are fairly um, restricted in terms of what they can and cannot do. And a lot of people are spending time at home. Right. Um, could you give an example of maybe, I guess, the most like quote unquote strict state versus the least strict state? Well, I think right now the most strict states that we're looking at are really more in the in the Northeast, although you, Alaska kind of is up there as well. Really? But yeah, and um, you know because you've got where you have concentrations of people, or, or right. you know, in this case like New York City, um, New Jersey, Rhode Island, mm-hmm. uh, a lot of people in a in a confined area. Manhattan, for example, would be you know a, right. a very uh, high level of contagion possibilities. Whereas you look at places that are more open, uh, that have, say, fewer people per square mile on average, uh, things like South Dakota, Oklahoma, Nebraska, or even Alabama right. uh, have less restrictive uh, rules. And they're allowing more, uh, more individual freedoms that people can exert in terms or choices that they might have, both in terms of their businesses and their daily functioning. But it's not without uh, some precautions. They're not just throwing caution right. to the wind. They are actually um, doing uh, asking people to be mindful and to take personal responsibilities, et cetera. Okay. So then how has the reaction to um, COVID-19 affected people specifically pertaining to their physical and mental health? Well, I mean, this is one thing that's really um, been something that a lot of us are very concerned about. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I think a lot of people, you know, there's a lot of stress out there that people are experiencing because things are not predictable and things seem to be out of their control. Right. Uh, people then begin to think and begin to dream and begin to make up information that they have <laughs> and their perceptions of, of, the, of what's going on may be more dire than what is actually occurring. Uh, a lot of people seem to be fearful, and um, they are exhibiting behaviors that would, you know, indicate that they're fearful of perhaps other people, or they're, you know, don't want to be around other people. Uh, for some, for legitimate reasons; some, for not so legitimate reasons. Right. Uh, and and people also are, you know, they're just isolated. And uh, what they used to do is get out and do things. They're not being able to do that. Uh, some people do need other people. They kind of have to have that as sort of a need. Yeah. And those people are struggling. Uh, we have people that, uh, you know, they feel very isolated and alone uh, and uh, perhaps live by themselves. And they don't have, say, uh, a family around them or, or with them to kind of weather the storm. So that can be more difficult. Uh, people are have underlying anxieties. I mean, there's just a lot of tension. Uh, yeah. distress. And this is typically what happens when things are unknown and things aren't predictable and and they may be hearing things that make 
the situation in their mind even worse than perhaps what it is. Uh, and then some people, let's be honest, 22 million people have fought, have lost their jobs over the past few weeks. Yeah. And I feel uh, like, so, oh, sorry. And then I just yeah. feel like all these roles kind of came in place pretty fast. Like the change happened within like those two weeks in March, I feel like. Well, it absolutely. Really and intense. Yeah, people haven't had a time to even adjust. I mean, right. this is a shock for many people. Uh, change in and of itself can be very distressing. Uh, but the work, you know, loss of work and loss of income leads to all sorts of other fears. Can I pay my rent? Can I pay my bills? How will yeah. I take care of my family? Uh, you know, those things then exacerbate the whole situation and uh, make it uh, uh, more of an issue than it perhaps it would be all by itself. And then, of course, you got disrupted schedules and routines. You know, mm-hmm. people's schedules aren't what they used to be. And and, and each day is, is 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 not structured. It's becoming, you know, more of a, what do I do today? And it can become somewhat monotonous. And then people, you know, maybe stay up late. They don't go to bed when they used to. And they, <laughs> yeah. and they go, to, you know, because they don't need to, right? Because, yeah. you know, it's like, well, tomorrow I'll just sleep in or whatever, because there's nothing that I have on my schedule to do. Yeah. And that creates all sorts of other issues that are that are there. And then, you know, the lack of sleep can, you know, can be problematic. And then people just sort of have stress. And so they may eat things, what we call stress-induced eating. Oh, uh, yes. So they eat things that, you know, cause them not to feel any better other than perhaps temporarily, right. emotionally better. And then, of course, if you're with people all the time and you're sort of stuck in, say, a, a, a small apartment or if you're in a, in a confined area, well, those people sort of get on your nerves after a while. So, <laughs> yes. You know, so there's that social tension that arises. And then generally speaking, people over time, if this lasts for a, a fair amount of time, eventually the anxiety that people have over what's going on eventually leads to depression or can lead to depression yeah. and people feeling somewhat trapped and isolated alone. And, and those are things when it's becoming uh, more serious of an issue. Right. So then... Um, are there any other health concerns appearing that could be considered maybe unintentional consequences? Well, yeah, I think, you know, a lot of this is that when we, when in things where people make rules to help control, say a pandemic issue, to try to get things under control, uh, a lot of times it's to address the initial cause. Like let's, let's just address this. We don't want the virus to spread. So let's contain it. Let's do everything we can to do that. Right. Uh, the problem is, is that our lives aren't necessarily that containable, and there's other things that are going on. It's much like when you hit, like a mobile that hangs from a ceiling. When you touch one part of the mobile, the whole thing moves. Mm-hmm. And so there's other things that are moving also. And and so when you think about some of the unintended consequences, well, economic is probably the biggest one. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, the economic fallout of this is has been very sizable. As some people said, the economic gains over the past three years have been wiped out in a matter of three weeks. Um, oh, wow. And so, you know, that's that's a, that's what I would call it, a hyperbole expression, but it right. is something that people say. And yeah. so they get along these kind of these thoughts. And so people begin to fear the future. Uh, what will life be like after this? You know, you know, how are we going to coexist with COVID-19? What's, right. what's going to happen? Um, people are going to worry about their job security uh, that's there. And. I, you know, they just don't know what their if their job is going to be there or will it last or, mm-hmm. you know, or will, what will I be able to do? And and then also people have the fear of other people. Right. We, yeah. We're sort of being conditioned now to walk six feet away from other people. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, and 
you know, when I walk by people, everyone kind of turns their head, you know, make sure their yeah. mouths are covered and we don't look at each other in the eye anymore because yeah. that's potentially uh, problematic. And so this, these are some of the things. Also, it's just fear of the unknown. You know, and what, what will the future be like or what do I don't know? I know some people have told me that they worry about going outside because they, it, they perceive this as being everywhere. All right. And yeah. so because that's kind of how it sounds, you know. Well, yes, exactly. And it's not that way, but that's what people are perceiving. Yeah. And, and that becomes the reality. But ultimately, people are concerned about the potential loss of freedoms. You know, people are yeah. concerned about their their religious liberties, their First Amendment rights, their Second Amendment rights, their Third, Fourth, Fifth Amendment rights, you know. Mm-hmm. And, you know, those are those are legitimate concerns. And, um, you know, people, are, you know, we don't think about those when we're trying to contain a virus because right. our initial reaction is how can we help people be healthy? Right. But perhaps we need to think of it in a greater scale, in a broader sense, and think about those unintended consequences. And, and I think uh, those, there'll be a lot of lessons learned as we go through this. Yeah, I agree. So then specifically um, looking at media com- consumption, would you say it's helpful or harmful in this situation? And then how does media consumption levels affect people differently? So like maybe someone who watches the news nonstop compared to someone who just tries to keep up to date with things. Well, the media is of itself, it's, it's, it can be a monster sometimes. Yeah. Um, you know, when you think about it, I mean, there's such a, a cadre of, of uh, different news outlets, media channels. Uh, you know, media right now is the least uh, trusted institution uh, right. in, in America. Uh, that's because they've become so politicized. And, uh, you know, you don't know if they're just telling you the truth or they're trying to slant you to make you think uh, favorably in one way versus another way. And right. so. This has led to a lot of lack of trust, a lot in accuracy or lack of accuracy in reporting. A lot of a lot of news outlets have been found, even during this COVID nineteen um, coverage, to be wrong and to be misleading and to to outright in certain cases lie about things. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and that just creates a, a heightened sense of fear, a, a general you know misleading information. There's a lot of rumors that are spread which then further exacerbates the problem. And and then, and and if you're a person that is constantly watching this all day long, it it literally almost becomes like an an addiction Mm -hmm. that you're trying to resolve an emotional need. And, and you're trying to, and we do this because information is a source of control. If you get more information, you feel more on top of things, You feel more apt to be able to deal with the, with the, the situation at hand. But if the information is false, misleading, or or let's just say hyperbole, it's mm-hmm. it's 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 exaggerated, or they're only giving you partial information or not the full information. Right. Then people can be easily misled, and ultimately, our perceptions of reality are would be managed in a way that perhaps is not in our best interest individually or in our best interest collectively. Yeah. So then. Kind of more maybe focusing on uh, the situation in a positive light. Um, how could people maybe try to cope with um, some of the challenges that they're now facing? Well, I think there's a number of things. I, I, I sort of I think of what we're we're currently experiencing is much like uh, the situation, which is analogous to living in a capsule environment. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like if I put you on Antarctica and you're in a in a one shelter in a hostile work environment. Or, or environment, I should say, it's really cold and snowy, and mm-hmm. you know, 
limited light, our natural light. And I put you there with three other people in a small thing for six months, right? Yeah. Or I put you out in space on a space station or, you know, or a biosphere someplace. I mean, all that kind of thing is very, uh, it's, it's sort of what we call um, uh, non-normal environments. And this is essentially what we're experiencing. And so when people are in those type of environments, they, they generally become, they may withdraw. Uh, mm-hmm. They often become apathetic. Yeah. Uh, people begin to neglect personal hygiene, you know, and, uh, you know, stop sh- shaving and showering yeah. and bathing. And, yeah, because uh, who do like we that. have to um, impress right now? <laughs> <laughs> um, you know, because people can't go to a, get their hair done, right? Because that's considered in some states a non-essential uh, service. Yeah. Um, and so yeah, and people have sleep disorders. Uh, we get what we call information exhaustion, and this is kind of plays into the media. Yeah. The reason I'm bringing these out is because there's solutions to these. So when we talk about those, but you know, in, you know, you, you also have neurotic reactions. People get really nervous. They they they, they, they get edgy, um, irritated. Um, there's gen- so in some cases people have general mood declines, or and, and then there's the monotony, right? You know, yeah. the day to day. If this goes on for weeks, uh, people just find it boring. Yeah, and especially and, because it's just the same environment. You know, like you can't necessarily go to the, I don't know, the library if you want to get some work done because you can't go to work. Like you, it's just your house or apartment or wherever you are. Yeah, exactly. And then you're with the same people. Right? Yes. <laughs> and those, those, and those little habits that you saw, thought were cute before are now becoming really irritating. <laughs> like, you know, you open your mouth when you chew your food or, you know, you, you always have to smack your lips like that. You know, yeah. I mean, so, so people begin to become irritated with each other and then this goes of course you know these little habits that we sort of could escape from or now we're, we're sort of forced to be with each other right. which can then make interpersonal conflicts arise right but yeah but there are solutions to this i mean that's essentially what you were you were talking yeah. about right <laughs> yes like, right? exactly like, you know um but the the thing about this is that you know the important thing is that because of the social social isolation and and alone time it's just, it's important to keep in touch with fan friends and family, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and this can be by phone, text, email, zoom, yeah. uh, Snapchat. I, I don't care. We have so many devices to do that. And yeah. yeah, it may not be as good as in person, but it's better than nothing. And right. it's important to connect that. And even to share your concerns and your, your, your fears and your anxieties and, and other people can do that as well. It's, it provides that, that sense of social support that we all need uh, to yeah. one degree or another. Yeah. And another solution is uh, be mindful of your circadian rhythms. <laughs> Let me take notes. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, because uh, you know, keep us keep to a sleep schedule. Yeah. You know, don't don't stay up till three o'clock one day and then go to bed at you know eleven the next day and then sleep until twelve. You know, it's you're going it will have effect on you emotionally mentally and physically and yeah. you know try to keep to a schedule um make a schedule every day you know try to make a schedule and, and, and don't people worry about schedules they say well I, I don't want to do a schedule because well then i don't it's too restricting and i said well you're in charge of your schedule yeah so you <laughs> make it so you know if you make it strict that's on you yeah good you point <laughs> So, you know, so, you know, plan out your day, list some of the things that you want to accomplish, mm-hmm. you know, so sit down and what are some of those things uh, that you'd like to do? Remember, you're in charge and control of your time and you have more of it now, perhaps, than you did yes. previously. Yeah. 
And time is a commodity, so don't waste it. Because wasting time makes you feel even more depressed. Yeah. If, if you go online and you just, you know, YouTube for 10 hours straight or you're just Facebooking or just, you know, it, it's you at the end of the day, you, I just feel I've wasted my life. And we all know that inherently. It's not we don't have to prove it to ourselves. Yeah. Uh, uh, it, you make a schedule. OK, what is it that you want to do? Um, so be mindful of your time. Come up with things. And and some things you can you can actually think of time as something you can invest. So think of it right now. You may not have as much money that you once had, right. but you do have time. Yeah, we're all rich in time. So <laughs> we are rich in time, and so we all have the same amount of time. Right. And so, so what are some things that you could do with your time? So, uh, some good things to do is like, well, learn a new skill. Uh, mm-hmm. If you've always wanted to bake bread and you've never had a chance to bake bread, well, you still can go to grocery stores and buy a few things and. And, and practice. Right. And don't worry if it's not perfect. Don't worry if it, you burn it or it doesn't <laughs> rise or whatever it is. It's about learning the skill. It's right. about at the end of this, when it's all said and done, at the end of the day, you've gained something from it. Yeah. And, you know, learn to cook a new dish, something else, something you've always wanted to do. Or, or learn something new. I've always wanted to re- read this book and it's always been on my mind. Okay, now you have time to work on it. You yeah. don't do that. Uh, read a novel because sometimes fiction can give us an escape and, and that's important mm-hmm. and that be very helpful. But the important thing about fiction is fiction helps us to see things in deeper ways that certain sometimes nonfiction doesn't allow us. To. Right. And, and then also, you know, perhaps you want to research something of interest, mm-hmm. you know, so you know, we have internet, Google, there's lots of ways to do that, that you can learn something, expand your knowledge base, do that. Uh, practice the skills that you already have. That's another thing. Perhaps you play an instrument, guitar, yeah. piano, um, do that. Uh, that can be something that you practice a little bit more and, and do. Yeah. Um, and I think like a lot of those activities that you were just talking about are also kind of like what I like to call like brain breaks. <laughs> so like yeah, if you're stuck, like, yeah. Do, yeah, if you're like stuck doing work for a couple hours and you just really need to just like switch gears, like even though you're still doing something and not like completely relaxing, it's just like a different way of using your brain. So then you still might feel somewhat rejuvenated afterwards. Like, and if you're, yeah, exactly. And if you're stressed, actually it, it creates a mind diversion such that you don't really feel, uh, you get your mind off the things that are bothering you because yeah. your mind's focused on other things. Yeah. Like well, I painted okay. for maybe five, six hours yesterday and then checked the clock and I was like, Oh, it's dinner time. Yeah. Well, <laughs> so, there you go. I mean, yeah, exactly. And that's important to do. Yeah. And, and sometimes, you know, people can start a new hobby. You know, mm-hmm. one of the things that's come out, actually, that they, one of the reports was talking about, people said, you know, I never I never pursued a hobby, and I wish I had because it would really come in uh, <laughs> important to know now. Yeah. And, okay, well, here you get a chance to. So what is it that you want to do? So ask yourself, what is it that you've always wanted to learn or do but never had the time. Right. And the really good thing I feel like about hobbies is that not all, I mean, yes, yeah, some are kind of expensive, but a lot of them aren't. It's just stuff you can kind of do on your own, or you might need a couple supplies, but it's not going to be, you know, like $200. So exactly. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you can do things cheaply. Right? Yeah. And sometimes you can do it with just things around the house. Exactly. I yeah. saw this one video of this family that did a lip sync for a journey song. It was absolutely <laughs> hilarious. And it was just so good. Um, and I said, now that's creative. Yeah. And, 
they got the whole family involved and I think it's gone really viral right now. Now I'm not that good. I couldn't do that, but I just thought it was fascinating <laughs> yeah. how creative some people are being. So let your creativity out. Even if you don't think you are, let it out, give it a try. Yeah. And that can give you a nice diversion. Yeah. It, another area is take care of your hygiene. I know it's easy to let yourself go uh, when you're, especially when you're by yourself at home, but make an effort to be your best each day. I mean, mm -hmm. that's something about your own self-worth and self-esteem. You can say, you know, at least I, I feel good. I, I'm bathed today. <laughs> you know, I've done my hair. You yeah. know, something so that you, you, you take on the day. And, and you're not wearing just yoga pants or sweats, yeah. right? You actually put on something that says, I'm really here. I'm really part of the day. And that's important. Right. Because mentally will make you feel better. Yeah. It's like that saying, like, when you look good, you feel good. Yes. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, another thing is don't neglect special events, meals, or times. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is one thing in capsule environments they found when people are there, you create something to look forward to. Yeah. Perhaps it's a Friday night dinner or a Sunday afternoon dinner or something where everyone gets together. There's some preparation. There's some anticipation. There is something to look forward to. Yeah. Uh, maybe it's in a celebration of some point of someone's birthday or someone's anniversary or whatever. Make it up. It doesn't matter. It's really about creating those special events that give us a chance to look forward to something, perhaps dress up a little bit. Right. And to, you know, and not feel so confined. Yeah. Uh, even if you can't go out and meet people, some people are doing what they call what they call Zoom beer crawl, uh, uh, pub crawls, or whatever it is. Yeah. Where they just sit there, or you know, when they get online and look at each other and they share that way. Yeah, like they I do mean, like happy hours and stuff. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. You know, make something, make events, and maybe you're not a person that does that, but there are people that do. So reach out, invite people. You yeah. you, you you won't uh, you won't imagine how much good you can help by doing that. Yeah. And then exercise. Oh, that's so important, right? <laughs> Even just a little bit, yeah. right? Uh, go for a walk if you can. Work in your yard. Um, be physically active. You can get out and get some fresh air. That's important. Um, you know, it's just about – it benefits your body and your mind. It'll make you feel better. It's, it's a sense of accomplishment. Um, you're, you're, you know, it's a mood booster, uh, it's, it's one thing that we know again, that's so, so important. Yeah. And I know a lot of people don't, they go, I don't have a gym. Well, you've got shorts and shoes. Okay. Yeah. You can do something. Yeah. 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 So, Cause if, as long as you can get outside and it's not like crowded, that's kind of all you need at that point. You just need space. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And most people are giving you six to 10 feet anyway. So, yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> so you've got your space. Exactly. So any last suggestions or tips for um, people just trying to cope or feel better? Or did you? Yeah, I think a couple of things is, is that, you know, make, help others, you know, make an effort to practice goodness and kindness. Yeah. It's just a good thing to do. And just realize you can't control your life. Um, life is not predictable. Life is not controllable. Yes. Right. We can control parts of it, but not all of it. Mm -hmm. And uh, sometimes we just have to ebb and flow with what happens. That means adapt and adjust. And that really means about, you know, having a resilient mindset, which is, you know, be willing to forgive, have some humility and be thankful. And what's one thing is take stock of what you have right. and what you can be grateful for. Uh, be willing to forgive others, including those that we don't think are making good decisions. Right. You know, it's important. It's, it's not helpful for us to just stew in our own juice, but it's also is 
important to protect what's important. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, you know, and then lastly, and, and probably importantly for many people, don't forget the value of prayer. Don't forget the value of your faith. Yeah. Uh, it, this is the things that that make that don't necessarily make things get better, but they help you weather the storms better. Yeah. And they give you a sense of hope. And, and, and when you have faith and you are and you value prayer, many people find that a benefit. And I, I, I encourage people who are have faith that that's an important thing to remember and to also practice. Yeah, that's a really good point. So thank you for your thoughts and input on this. Um, considering this is really relevant to a lot of us right now, hopefully you guys found something you could take away. So for more health-related podcasts and a variety of interesting articles, please check out Get Up and Do Something at Gwads.org. So till next time, this is Tony, your host of the Gwads Uplift podcast series.